Construct with Clark and Alyssa. Two cups of tea, huh, Alyssa? Two cups of tea. Two cups of tea. One more cup, and I will be a book that my grandma gave me once upon a time, and I proceeded never to read because it got bad, bad news from Oprah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't understand the reference, but I really like it. Three cups of tea. Did you not hear about this book? Isn't that the one where, like, before they do anything, he's in the, like, he, it's this guy, and he seeks spiritual enlightenment, he goes to another country, and things are just slower there, and before they do anything, they drink three cups of tea? That might be. I don't know. I genuinely, like, it was given to me by, by my grandma, and it was in the Oprah Book Club, and then... I could be mixing it up with a million little pieces, which definitely yeah. turned sour. But I think three cups of tea also like that guy got chewed up by a hard glass. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, it no was bad. one gets chewed out by a hard glass. He's just so nice. He's just so nice. So to be chewed out <laughs> by him, he's so mild mannered. Is he from Minnesota? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, he's from the mean streets. Um, but yeah, I I think I think three cups of tea got some bad press. Like really? like it was a, yet another memoir that falsely represented something and and made Oprah angry. And you don't make Oprah angry. No, <laughs> you do not make the big O angry. So every time, two cups of tea, but not three. Wow, that's me. <laughs> I'm so disappointed in myself. <laughs> well, maybe you could put that book firmly in the category of, of books that you haven't finished yet but want to. I haven't even started it yet, though. <laughs> and I'm not that interested. It was one of those, like, my my grandma has some interesting interna- international tastes that mm. I'm I'm very glad she has those interests. And I mm-hmm. wish that I shared them on the level that she does. But I just don't. Like, someday. Someday I think I will have a greater interest in yeah international nonfiction but right now my life is very hyper local nonfiction, yeah. and it's exhausting i need my fiction when yeah. i go home can't hug every cat you'll get there but uh <laughs> can't hug every cat yeah have i never used that phrase with <laughs> I you i don't think so i think that phrase all the time in my oh head. it's it's good that's yeah. good <laughs> you just you just can't you know lots of them out there um so <laughs> Uh, but we do have some topics we want to cover today in this bonus episode. And one of them is going to be, what, what? Well, okay. So we have a coin. (laughs) Let me set the stage here. We have a coin and we have. Pick a president. Which one? Two questions. Yeah. It's, uh. If you guess it right, we'll, uh, I I don't know. Tweet us. We'll do something. (laughs) (laughs) Find out. Which coin it At is? At Wordstruck Pod. Guess it is the coin. American currency. We will give you that much. <laughs> it is a president. <laughs> anyway, um, we are using that coin to determine what question we will be talking about today. <clears throat> or sorry, what prompt we will be discussing today. So for side one, which will be heads, <clears throat> there is uh, books that inspired you. That's a heads. Okay, Alyssa. <laughs> She's looking really intensely at this I'm looking point. to see where it was minted. I okay. can't see it anywhere. I think it's worn off. Okay. Uh, and let's see. The other one, Tales, is books you didn't finish and want to. 
Because we once again, we once talked about books we didn't finish and we were not going to. Yeah, yeah. That happened. Yeah. And we didn't have too much to say about those books because not much needed to be said about them because they sucked. I totally don't remember what I said, though. I don't remember either. That is how fleetingly these books have passed (laughs) through my life. And just like that, they're gone. So uh, Heads is, uh, again, to sum it up, books that inspired you, tales books you didn't finish and want to want to go ahead and give it a flip it's tales perfect that's the one i wanted first oh yeah we're talking we're talking about both of them yeah yeah cool yeah this be a be a fun episode so books you didn't finish and want to what you got you want me to go yes okay cool uh so i will start uh i'm gonna start right with the uh gunslinger series I am three books in, so I've read um, The Gunslinger, The Drawing of the Three, and then there's one more, I believe. Um, so I've, I've read those ones, and they're all hinting at a larger universe. They're all hinting at larger things that play into it, and there's multiple timelines, and there's all this stuff, and yet I just haven't <laughs> haven't delved further into the Dark Tower series. But I really want to because, um, for one, like, with all the hype around It lately, you know, it came out like a month ago, but still. Uh, it, the title, not It, the Dark Tower series. Yeah, yeah. It, not the Idris Elba one. Uh, unfortunately, uh, I feel like I, I didn't look too much into the movie for the Dark Tower because I didn't want to spoil myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, but from what I've heard, it could have been so much more. Are you not? Yet a master of not being spoiled with this podcast. <laughs> Are you not just like accumulating all of the qualities that you need in order to go I through just, this life unspoiled? Media blackout is so difficult for Pristine. me. Pristine. Yeah. And setting up filters on Twitter and stuff. I just, I can do it. I'm better at Harry Potter. Anything related to that, I can turn away. But things I, that you independently love. Yeah. It's really hard, hard for me to yeah. just broad. Uh, yeah, it's hard. I'm getting there. I'm trying. Anyway. So, uh, yeah, Dark Tower series, Stephen King. Um, man, it's just, they're good books, and there's so much to the universe. And, like, with with it, like, just reading all about that, it's like a 1,200-page novel that hints at this, like, creation story and this devil character and all this stuff where it's like, man, this guy knows how to write some, some lore. So, um reading about it and watching all the youtube clips of it and stuff makes me just want to like dive into the dark tower even more because it's technically the same universe so yeah. interesting i had no idea mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. huh yeah same universe but the thing is they're parallel universes so it's like it's it's a parallel universe <laughs> but there's still like it is mentioned in the dark tower series um by kind hmm. of a under a different name and so is the great turtle that is like the nemesis of it. Interesting. Yeah. Yep. Because its nemesis is a giant turtle that created the that created like this iteration of the galaxy and stuff. So anyway, uh, Dark Tower series. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, if I get to choose multiples. Sure. I think this is a hard one to talk at length about. <laughs> yeah, where it's like, eh. hmm. I know. I I want to read Infinite Jest. 
but I keep getting like two chapters in and just being like, I'm not ready for this at this time of my life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I know it appeals to a lot of people. I know it's a very famous book. I know that it's like a thinking man's book. And like a lot of the people are like, yes, yes, I quite like novels. And, you know, they'll tell you all about uh, Quentin Tarantino's movies and stuff. Like they like Infinite Chest. It's very much a, it's a college, college boys yeah. novel. Yeah. So like it's something that, that you sort of have as a feather in your cap if you've completed yeah, it. That's a really good way to put it. Yeah. It, a feather in your cap. It, it just makes you f- feel real smart. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I guess I just get a, a couple chapters in and I'm like, oh, I want, I, I don't know what it is that clicks for other people with this book, but I just don't possess that urge to get through <laughs> this writing. <laughs> so maybe that's books I don't want to finish, but like, I, I guess I want to finish it in the sense of like, I, it seems like so many people enjoy it. I wish I could enjoy a book that a lot of people enjoy, but every time I go to read it, I'm like, eh, it's it's a little much. <laughs> it's a book you want to have read, yeah, but ex- you don't want to put the effort yep. toward reading. Yep. I want it on my bookshelf. I, I have a lot of books like that, actually. <laughs> the Art of War by Sun Tzu. Oh, so much Dostoevsky. <laughs> like, I would really love to say, like, I have read The Idiot. Mm. and have done that and just be through that part of my life but like i just i get it i understand it i have learned from the things but <laughs> like oh, going through it and keeping all the characters straight and all the like <laughs> rants on mm. orthodox christianity and all ugh. so many rants i think the only people i know who have successfully read dostoevsky is like listener steve and tyler the russian I mean, I've I've read Dostoevsky. Oh, like I, I, Crime and Punishment is one of my favorite books. Oh wow, okay. I love it. But I also, <laughs> it's it's still hard for me to read. Huh. Yeah. Like it's it's just it's a it's. <laughs> that, that sounds says it all. I love it. So, what books do you actually really want to to read, but or to finish reading, but haven't yet? There's one. I just thought about it in the middle of your your last your mm-hmm. last book. Um, it's my turn to say a a comic of a sort. Oh yes, 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 yes. Um, so uh, to paint a picture, sophomore year of college. Um, I would uh, I, I was trying to get myself in the habit of like reading a thing that's not for school at the end of my day. Oh, cool. Like, read a thing for me. Yeah, yeah. And which is really hard when you're pursuing English and journalism as two degrees. Like, (laughs) you have to read so much. And there's so precious time to read anything at all. And then to fill that time with not not school things was just absurd. But I was trying to do it my sophomore year. And I started reading Mouse by Art Spiegelman. Oh, what a great... Yeah. Okay. I'm familiar. I... And which um, for listeners who might not be, I'm pretty sure he won a Nobel or uh, it's we're, we're in this land again. Nobel or Pulitzer. He won. <laughs> he prize. won a very big prize for his work with Mouse, which is a two part graphic novel series that a retelling of the Holocaust through mice and pigs and and cats and it's it's almost um animal farm Mm -hmm. about the holocaust and in graphic novel form 
it's so well done. It's so compelling. These 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 characters are so real and and but also like not not so harsh the way that most Holocaust literature mm-hmm. feels that that it's it's almost too bright to look at if if that makes sense like that yeah. th- this is more attainable it's a little bit easier to stomach well and it was While, black and white and pretty simplistic drawings it's right? very stark it did win a pulitzer so the reason i stopped reading it um was in high school i was cast in in our high school production of the diary of anne frank mm. as mrs frank and one of the best productions, probably the best production that I was ever a part of. It felt very important and very real. And like we treated our characters like real people. And it was a really mm. incredible experience. But one thing I will say about, um, I don't know if if I can blame the direction or if I can blame just how much we threw ourselves into it. Um, I did not have a healthy separation of myself from the character. And and I know a couple of other friends didn't either. We're like leading up to production. We were very jumpy. And like, like I remember one time a a fire alarm went off or something in, in the school. And the, my friend who was also playing um, Margo, like screamed, like she was just so wound just, up wow. and, and she's not a wound up person like that. And, yeah. and it was just like, we, we just don't have a healthy separation of ourselves from these characters who are experiencing something really terrifying. Hmm. Um, and I really internalized that. And in, in high school, I, after that, I had a really hard time reading night by Ellie Wiesel. I finished it cause I had to cause it's school, <laughs> yeah. but it gave me nightmares um, and then in college, I thought I'd kind of moved past this and uh, this sort of internalizing of the horrors of the Holocaust. Um, and then I started reading Mouse and I started having trouble sleeping again. Oh, man. And I was just so disappointed because I realized intellectually, intellectually, I wasn't I wasn't sleeping well because of this thing that I'm reading right before I'm going to sleep. Yeah. And I'm doing this thing of reading before I go to sleep as a break from hard things and <laughs> yeah like i think that was when i was taking intro to terrorism too and so i was oh, just no. like everything that i was reading for school was like n- really interesting but not not bright not happy yeah um and and so i i stopped reading it and so i've never finished it and it's just on my shelf and i keep looking at it and thinking like someday i hope that i will be able to look at that bright light long enough to take it all in Mm. um and i think i and i think i will i know that like it it's it 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 feels silly to even say but i i genuinely believe it it's it's because at a young age i really internalized what it's like to be a person preyed upon during world war ii Mm. and and it's it's just something that whenever holocaust stories come along they kind of hit me a little closer to home than i thought that they would and that's that's not a bad thing necessarily i'm i'm very okay with the fact that i am horrified by the holocaust (laughs) yeah it is a horrifying (laughs) thing that's valid but i do wish that i could read more literature in a healthy way on it so Hmm. i guess that's the big one for me cool i i like that a lot i i mean 
It's kind of a winding tale. Sorry about yeah, that. Yeah, but it makes me think about the comic a lot differently, too. Uh, it's so good. Like, yeah. one of these days, I will finish it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to have to start from the beginning because it's been so long. But it's going to happen, and I'm excited for that day. Yeah. I just, what a clever, what a great thing that, like, art and writing can do, that it can take something like the Holocaust and make it a comic about mice, and yet it's very powerful and very effective. Mm-hmm. Like, what an interesting thing that is. You know, who could have called that? Um, that's great. That's great. Good comic. I've I've only ever dabbled into it. <clears throat> it it kind of reminds me uh, of, oh, what is that? comic i'm sure you've read it about the the little girl that grows up in persepolis persepolis yes it's got a similar weight to it like when you're when you're reading it it feels important yeah yeah and that's how it was when i read i think i've finished a pretty good chunk of persepolis and like man it's just so interesting just what it is to grow up in just a completely different culture and how it's like all these things are just normal because why wouldn't they be that's what you've known your whole life of course it's normal so yeah the thing about persepolis for me was the and it's not in the column of things i haven't finished i have finished that one but it was really eye-opening for me to see how how that part of the world like so much of our understanding feels like everyone over there is the same and to see factions in that community and yeah yeah, there aren't people who are entirely where i'm standing but there are people who do not all stand in the same place yeah and that was just really important for me to learn and it was a really accessible way to learn it yeah so links for that will also be in the show notes. Persepolis. Uh, so many good graphic novels out there. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Well, I think we've covered the the question pretty well then. Books you didn't finish and want to. I'm sure there's always going to be more that we think of, but whatever. There'll there's be... most of my TBR pile. Everything <laughs> piled up next to my bed right now, which is three books high right now. <laughs> That's. I'm sure it's been bigger in the past. Yeah, it gets to like five or six. Mm, that's what, anyway, uh, so let's see. Next up is books that inspired you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went first last time, so uh, you're up. Okay. Okay. This is, uh, uh, and I don't think I've told, I don't think I've told this story. Um, I'm going to talk about Looking for Alaska mm. by John Green. I do not think I've heard this. Okay. <clears throat> Um, I was uh, working in South Dakota, and and I, I'm a giant fan of, of John Green now. Um, only just finished his, his latest book. Um, mm. Turtles All the Way Down, links in the show notes. It's, it's, it's good. It's a good book. Um, but uh, Looking for Alaska was his first novel. Hmm. And I had only recently discovered the Vlogbrothers and John Green and all of that and and had read I started with The Fault in Our Stars and then the next book I read was Looking for Alaska mm. and I just I was devouring his books at at a, like it's one of the last books the most recent books that I've read that I stayed up 
until like the sun rose to read wow. the books. And that, I mean that I've had a habit of that for a lot of my life of just like addictive reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's something about his writing that just sucked me in and I did not ever want to end until the book was over. Hmm. Um, and that book is, is how can I talk about this? I finished that book and it felt like, I don't want to talk about spoilers at all because that it's, it's a great journey if you haven't been on it, hmm. but it's, it's set in a high school and it, it's, it's set in a boarding school and it's about this group of friends. And, and I loved how um, half of the chapters rather than chapter one, chapter two, or any sort of clever title, just the beginning of each chapter is hundred, a hundred days before. Oh, 78 days before. Wow. Okay. 55 days before. And the whole time you're thinking before what? Yeah. And then you figure out what, huh. and then everything comes after. And it was, it was, so clever even how down to the chapter titles it it sucked me in and pulled me forward and that's good writing it it was so good and and it i felt like it was the first book that i'd read in a really long time that dealt with what it's like to live in in high school and be a high schooler and and talked about things that really matter and aren't just um I don't aren't just the the uh, artificial artificial constructs that we impose on high schoolers, mm-hmm. but real struggles that endure and that shape how we then relate to people after high school. Yeah, and yeah. there was something about how he wrote that that the instant I closed the book, I pulled my computer out and I started writing my book. Whoa! Wow. It, it was it it, it it was like a compulsion like this thing made me feel like I have a story to tell and I need to tell it wow and I haven't shared a single word of that story with anyone since <laughs> but yeah. it is the one story that I have held on to the longest mm-hmm. and I am not giving up on it and I would like to share it with people in the world someday and I have not felt this about any other idea that I've ever come up with. And mm. so that that to me, I look at it as the the catalyst. catalyst. Yeah. yeah. So For your second beating heart. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, good book. Go read it. Yeah. Wow. How that's, about you, Clark? It's <laughs> pretty direct inspiration. Mine is gonna be like so sterile. Um <laughs> Sometimes I have good stories. Sometimes I don't. That's life, right? So mine is, uh, it's a business book. Um, as you do. As you do. But it was a very impactful business book. And it's called The Future of Management by Gary Hamill. <clears throat> I was put onto it, I think, through like a Christian leadership conference. Hmm. Though um, sometimes the books that you get referred to at Christian leadership conferences are heavy on like, uh, here's how to handle a church and grow it. And it's like, no. I... And here's a chapter on how you pray over that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the word steward is used so many times. And <laughs> it just assumes that you have a wife throughout the whole book. <laughs> and in doing so, it assumes you're a man reading the book. I want to make a drinking game out of these books. <laughs> We've got so trashed. Right? <laughs> 
assuming you're a male, take a drink. Oh, boy. <laughs> assuming you're married. Assuming that your greatest sin is that sometimes you have bad days. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? <laughs> no, realize <laughs> it's okay to have bad days. God still loves you on your bed. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I wish bad days were the least of my problems. So uh, anyway, the future of management is none of those things. Uh, Gary Hamill is just technically a Christian. <laughs> and uh, his book doesn't talk about that and does not use buzzwords and does not. Uh, uh, okay, the buzzwords it does use, <clears throat> which are separate from religious discussion, are things like emotional intelligence, relational mm. intelligence. You know, you have your EQ. Um, and... That book really nailed in the idea that leadership comes from um, ahead, not above. And it talked about how to be a leader and to be a manager. Well, to be a manager is to be a leader. And so often people will <clears throat> say like, no, the manager is a boss. And like it, those words matter. And and that book kind of helped put into my head, I don't want to be a boss. I want to be a leader. Every time I'm in a position of, of leadership, even just on like a local level, even if I'm just if I'm just organizing a foraging party to go get asparagus, like I have to remind myself like I am leading this, which means I am in front, but like on the same level as everyone. And and the person in the front that's the one that's going through like the brambles and the vines and getting torn up. And like when you see all those like dogs that line up to go through the snow, like that first dog is the ones pushing all the snow out of the way so that everybody behind that dog can walk freely. Or like ducks, the, or, the duck in the V <laughs> at the very front, like they have to yep. duck out yeah. because it's exhausting. Yeah. And everybody else can draft off of that front duck. But to be in the front is exhausting, and it's geese? a responsibility. Sorry. Geese, geese and ducks. <laughs> most, most birds. Um, Science. Most waterfowl, rather. Um, so I've kind of been like a natural leader my whole life in the sense that if someone's like, we need a volunteer or something like that, like I usually hand pops up and I end up leading in some capacity. This has happened at every church I've gone to, most classes that I've been in, most group projects I've been in. I'm always the one who's everyone looks to to where it's like all right you're gonna give this presentation right and i'm like yes give me data give me something to work with i got this um so just kind of seeing that as a pattern in my life i knew that i needed to equip myself to handle that responsibly and to handle that to be a steward for that and a respectful steward and i feel like the book the future of management helped give me the vocabulary for that and the right mindset and the accountability for that and um, <clears throat> kind of helped lead me in the right direction. Even when it comes to like conflict resolution and how to handle that, it gave a lot of really good specific examples and data uh, to kind of back it up. It was very, I mean, it references so many studies and so much like sociology research on how people behave and how people respond to authority figures and how, um, how to use that to your advantage, but also use that to everyone's advantage and to have a creative, productive workplace where people feel valued and listened to and important, even if they're just doing something like working at a restaurant. So yeah, that book inspired me to be a better leader and to be a more impactful leader and a more responsible and aware leader. And um, 
So I'm not just like stumbling through this blind, like, I don't know why people keep putting me in the front. I'm just going to keep guessing. Like, no, it's like this book is like, nope. If, if you're taking on that role, you're taking on a lot of weight. And if you're not ready for that, you need to back out right now and say, look, I'm not your guy. I know I've been your guy in the past, but I, I can't do this right now. And this book made that okay. Because <laughs> if you're not ready for that, it's worse for everybody. Everybody can tell when you're not into it. Everybody can tell when you don't buy it, when you're not eating the dog food. So, Or when you're a boss. Or when you're a boss. Oh, man. And I've had so many, so many, like, okay, only like four bad bosses in my life. But it's something where I notice it so quickly. And it just, that's been like one of the main reasons I leave my jobs is I just can't. I need a leader, not a boss. I really want to read this book. <laughs> I have it around here somewhere. I um, am a manager, and I oftentimes feel I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> this would benefit for me. I guess, yeah. Shoot. Um, when I find my copy, I'll, I'll pass it over to you. Yeah, let me know. Um, you only really, like any social sciences book, you only have to read about half of it. <laughs> because the rest is just so true yeah yeah because the rest of it is like here are more examples saying that the same thing in a slightly different way so like if you don't get it yet then keep reading but as soon as you get it you got it so what you're saying is <laughs> more social science writers need editors like me to say yeah but cut it in half <laughs> yeah there's got to be a page quota or something like that there's got to like, be something for seth godin to have that many pages like yeah but I don't need, like, cut it in half. <laughs> yep. No yep. one's going to read this much. Yeah, we need that. Need, need, need a journalist as an editor. I could fit a lot more books on my shelf if we had more editors out there. I see this story as 80 inches. <laughs> it should be 30. <laughs> Go. Yep. Here's what you don't need. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, I'll pass that book to you. And uh, links for that book will also be in the show notes, of course. Um, you can find that just on our podcast like in whatever app you're using well hey we would love to hear listeners take on books that inspired you we would also love to hear books that you want to finish but haven't uh Alyssa's eyes are lighting up so I think she has something to say here yeah I wanted I wanted to um add a shout out shout out shout, shout out, out. <laughs> oh, gosh <laughs> a shout out to um uh-huh. let's see I think it's Agent Callie on Instagram, okay. um, who reached out at one point and asked us if if we were going to keep doing Harry Potter books or something else, and what our plan was, and we said, "Hold tight, we're going to let you know." And and she just bought a copy of Never Let Me Go to read hey, along with us. Excellent, which will be our next episode. Uh, so yeah, Never Let Me Go, uh, Part One. Welcome to the journey. So glad you're sticking with us. That's, Thanks so much. Oh, it's going to be so fun. We already have. Uh, another listener you were talking to on Twitter, I think. Um, uh, no, reading it. I, Facebook. I, I think it was, it was Steve and I think it was on Instagram. Yeah. Um, oh, that was Instagram too. Yeah. Man. So we're, we're getting some traffic over there and Heck it's yeah. great. And it's making me happy. So thanks for, thanks for reaching out and let us know you're sticking with us. And Oh, I'm just so glad you're reading the book because <laughs> it's mind blowing and I love it. And I'm so glad you're going with us. I'm, so. f- I'm four chapters in and my mind's already spinning. So uh, pretty excited to talk about it here in a week. I'm or so glad. Cool. All right. Well, hey, thanks, everyone. Um, please reach out, to it, reach out to us on Twitter uh, at WordStruckPod. We're also on Instagram at WordStruckPod. WordStruckPod. Great. 
find us there. Uh, there's also secretweaponproductions.com, of course, where you can find show notes, links to stuff, links to the books, um, about everything we talked about today. So yeah, definitely hit it up. Check out some other podcasts while you're there. Um, have a good night. You have anything else? <laughs> yeah, I just want to add, um, I'm at Alyssa Small on Twitter. Oh, Clark yeah. is at Clark Hodges. That I am. And uh, you can also shoot us an email at wordstruckpodcast at gmail.com. Perfect. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Thanks, everybody. <laughs>